day for the United States of America. It's a Bill King show. Red 7. I don't know what Red 7 means. Brought to you by Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown. Hot Rock. That's what we call a sack lunch. I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. Good morning to you, sir. Hey, good morning, Bill. How are you? I saw something that you posted on Facebook. I love this stuff, okay? <laughs> I mean, I still save clippings like I still have these clippings. I don't have this one. I've got it now. Buck posts. I guess this is probably the Houston Chronicle, but back in 1986, his senior class it's the newspaper's top 25 football players in Texas for that 1986 season. And, Buck, I'll let you respond, but number one's Melvin Foster. Some of these guys, a lot of these guys I do know. Melvin Foster, now, when this was printed, he was undecided. He went to Iowa and was very, very good. Number two, Harvey Williams from Hempstead went to LSU. Lance Pavlis, I remember him out of Tumble, he went to A&M. Percy Waddle, receiver, I remember him as well. You get down to number 12, it's Charles Arbuckle, Willow Ridge, who (laughs) is going to UCLA, and also Brian Jones in there as well, linebacker, who was ranked the number nine player. But, Buck, I love lists like that that go back, man. Love them. Yeah, you know, it's funny because Brian and I, I had him on my podcast, and, if you you know, if you haven't had a chance, you got to check it out. Because BJ and I started out. He came, I met him in high school. He came to to Houston, and we hung out. And part of it was we met on the recruiting trail because uh, you know he was he was in Lubbock and I was in Houston, and then Reggie Moore was also. So we were all getting recruited by quite a few of the same schools. And Brian, I, you know, I didn't know at the time, but you know, his, his family life wasn't. A stable, so he would come hang out with us down in Houston, and just became like our our other brother. You know, he was always around. Really good player. Uh, ended up coming to UCLA and then transferring to Texas. So I had him on the show, and he said, "Man, I saw something the other day. I got to find it so I can send it to you." But yeah, those Street and Smith magazines and some of those other things. And I can remember from the Chronicle, we had a a photo session with Lance Pavlis, myself. I think Alvin Lee or Willie, I can't remember all who was there, but Melvin Foster. So they took like the top 100 in the area. And I, was, I think I was on number seven or eight. I can't remember the, but it was so cool as you started going through and, you know, getting recruited and starting to get to know some of those guys playing against them. You know, I, I played against a lot of them. I actually grew up in Beaumont and Houston. So um, a lot of those guys from the Beaumont area, 
I knew really well because I would spend my summers in Beaumont. So Alvin Lee and I played basketball and, and football uh, in the you know summers together. So it's just kind of cool to watch that list. And then, you know, you would see guys like Harvey Williams, who I didn't know, but as you started getting recruited, you were going to some of the same places and getting to know some of those guys. So it's, it's, it's really neat to go back and watch. And it was not a four-star, five-star list. It was just called you know, Blue Chip list. And uh, <laughs> Brian sent me a clip, and I just posted it. And it's been kind of cool to get the reactions of people and kind of reminisce on that. Harvey Williams, who went to LSU, and Buck, that year, everybody thought he was going to A&M. And at the last minute, I don't know if it was one of those signing day things before <laughs> signing day became a big dramatic thing like we have today. But he switched to to or, or he didn't select A&M. We know that. And I think yeah. there was a lot of bitterness between both A&M and LSU over that. But went to LSU and – was really good when he was healthy. Didn't he have some knee problems or something? Yeah, he, he struggled with some injuries, man, but he was pretty special. I think his recruitment was very similar to Eric Dickerson. He was kind of, you know, everybody at, at our time was talking about him being very similar to Eric Dickerson, his running style, but also just a bigger back but could run. Harvey was special. Um, I can remember watching him in high school, and you were like, God, dog, who's going to stop that kid? Yeah. You know, it was it was some guys on him that you saw like, oh, okay, they got a real legitimate chance. But what was interesting, you know, I think a lot of people were asking, well, how many made it to the pros? And it wasn't so much. I posted it just because I thought it was cool that some guys did, but it was a number of players from that area and that era who, you know, went on to some pretty nice college careers, and then a few of us made it to the league as well. But it just goes to show you that you can be really good at one level and then how you have to just keep elevating your game each level you go. And, you know, for some that don't even make it into the college level, what, you know, is it because of just the, the, the circumstances or were they not as good as they were uh, publicized? You know, but some. But I remember watching a lot of those guys that played uh, because I played against quite a few of them, and they were pretty damn good. And that's the thing. That just shows you how hard it is to get to each level and make it and, and, and prosper at the next level. Buck, speaking of Texas, there was an incident in the Dallas-Fort Worth area over the weekend with Stetson Bennett. What did you think when you saw that? Well, you know, Bill, it, it, it's interesting. I, I always hear, and it just, you know, it, it kind of was juxtaposed against Tyree Nichols, not the same situation. But all people will say, well, why do, why do folks run? Well, I don't care who you are. If you're white, black, green, or brown, when the cops come around you, you get a little nervous. And Stetson had been drinking, made the wrong decision, and took off running. Fortunately for him, he's still living. And I think the, the big key is, you know, it, it, he was already in a situation from a draft prospect that I don't know if he was going to get drafted really high. I've always said once he gets to a, 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 a school and he'll be like Chase Daniel, may not be the most athletically gifted person, but will be able to play at a high level. That was bad judgment by him, A, of drinking and driving, and B, running away from the cops when, you know, <laughs> you, you, you can probably do more by just talking to him if you're Stetson Bennett. He, he's already got a name. 
and, and he is not going to get beat down uh, generally because folks in that area know, okay, yeah, this is Stetson Bennett, you know, national championship winner. I just think he, it was some poor decisions on his part, and, and hopefully for him it doesn't affect him too negatively because, you know, teams are still going to look and say, hey, what's our risk-reward? Not that we were going to draft him super high, but now we got a chance to say, okay, he's got a little blemish on him, but how is he going to come back from that? And I think, I think at the end of the day, they're going to be enough to it's 32 teams, and we've seen way worse things by guys that still get drafted high. I just think he's now going to have to really uh, work on that part during the draft process. I was a little disappointed he didn't decide to go down to the uh, Senior Bowl because I thought that's a chance for him to show in that setting an opportunity to show, hey, look, I might not be the biggest guy, I might not have the strongest arm, but I'm in a position where I've been competitive and I won a couple of national championships. Charles, our Buckle with us. Buck, what was your Senior Bowl experience like? You know, I didn't play in the Senior Bowl. I played in the East-West Shrine game. That's right. And I played in the Hula Bowl. Yeah, I missed the Senior Bowl. But, you know, at, at the time, the East-West Shrine game was probably the, the bowl right below the Senior Bowl. And it was actually pretty good. We had a lot of talented guys there. And it was, um, I mean, it, it was competitive. Um, you know, it's funny, Bill, talking about the East-West Shrine game, Troy Taylor, who's now the head coach at Stanford, was one of the quarterbacks on my team. He and John Freeze, and I caught a touchdown pass from him. So when we connected, uh, when I did a Sac State game before he took the Stanford job, we we started talking about that. It was a lot of a lot of scouts there, a lot of a uh, lot of talented players that week, and a good opportunity to compete against guys every single day. I think that's the part I love to see when I watch those Senior Bowl practices and. Just look at those things to watch the level of competition because, you know, your team, your teammates are really good in college. But when you're playing on a team of all stars, where some of these guys have been really, really good, you got to up your elevate your game. And I think that's the the part that I I enjoyed the most the competition and being able to show that I I belong and that I I was just as talented as the guys that I was uh, playing with and playing against. And you have all those NFL eyeballs all together on you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, you know, we talk about the combine, but I think if you can show at those games your talent level, that's generally where people make some good decisions or bad decisions. You know, like they say, hey, I don't think this guy can play. And that was the part for me right away. I mean, the, the nerves – you know, first off, you're not in great football shape because you've been off a little bit. You've been working out, but you haven't been football working out. And then all of a sudden, you got to, it's a shock to the system the first few days. But then after that, it's just playing football. You know, you get back to, to your level of, okay, I got to compete and, and work against these guys. And then so, in some cases, some guys came to those things just kind of thinking, hey, it's a party, I'm going to hang out. They didn't always end up getting drafted as high as they wanted to, or it just, it left a negative taste on the, in their mouth, and then they had to really try to come back and get ready for the combine, which if you didn't perform well, that's two marks against you. So you had to go there and, and, and be ready to, to compete. And I, I heard that from a lot of scouts. That was the reason why uh, they liked how I was able – I showed up at anything and was ready to go. Buck, not enough time, but I just want to throw something at you. Mark Pantone, a guy I've known a long time, the – player personnel guy, 
at Ohio State, was with Urban Meyer and stayed on with Ryan Day. And actually was down there in Florida with Urban. Anyways, he's saying, look, we may change our recruiting plan year to year just because we're running into every kid who wants to know and then pit us against somebody else in NIL. Uh-huh. And, look, Buckeyes are going to get players no matter what. I'm not worried about that part. But my question, and, again, we may have a minute, Buck. I'm sorry. It needs more than okay. a minute. But wouldn't that be some – I, I got to say, if I'm a head coach or I'm a coach and I'm out there chasing all the time and now all I'm dealing with is me and our collective against the other guy, that would get old. That would. And I think that's the, that's the part people are struggling with. That's a big conversation. Let's do it again next week. Well, but I we think will. the real key is – is, is understanding what the collective is and how you can control it. And that's the hard part for a lot of these coaches and, uh, and folks that are trying to understand what is this true collective and how does it play a role in how we develop our players and get our players here. Buck, we'll do it next week, bud. Thank you. All right, man. Thanks. Charles Arbuckle with us every Tuesday. Although it's Thursday. You know what I mean by that, though. Omni National Loser. Tender Mac Bowls are back. We start with a three cheese blend to make our delicious Mac and top it with chopped hand breaded tenders and Colby Jack cheese. Try the Tender Mac Bowl meal or the Buffalo Tender Mac Bowl meal, both served with Texas toast and a medium drink. But hurry, they're only around for a limited time. Download the Slim Chickens app to order and earn rewards. What happens to your decision making when you drink? Well, after one drink, you feel confident. A few more, and calling your ex at 1 a.m. seems like a great idea. And you're pretty sure the secret to a great taco is four-day-old macaroni. The bottom line, drunk you doesn't make great decisions. So you're risking a DUI or worse if you count on him to get you home. Plan before you party. Get home safe. Paid for by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Catch your Grizzlies Sunday at 5 when they take on the Toronto Raptors for their annual Faith and Family Night. Faith and Family Night features a post-game worship service with Bluff City praise led by Effie Johnson, as well as a faith-based Q&A conversation with Grizzlies forward Jake Laravia. Grab your tickets by visiting grizzlies.com or calling 901-888-HOOP today. From Nashville's home for the Memphis Grizzlies, WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. At Total Wine and More, save big on what you love this month with hundreds of deals. Get up to 35% off over 100 different wines and spirits, including Cabernet, sparkling wine, single barrel bourbon, and so much more. These savings are huge, and even better, they're on top of prices that are already the lowest in town. Deals this good don't last long, so visit Total Wine and More to find yours. Love what you find at the lowest price, only at Total Wine and More. 
Drink responsibly. B21. Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. When the prospect of divorce becomes a reality, you need a partner that you can count on. If you're a man in this situation, consider contacting Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men navigate complex legal matters for 30 years. Contact Cordell & Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firm's Nashville area attorneys, a partner men can count on. 810 Crescent Center Drive, Suite 160, Franklin, Tennessee, 37067. Online at CordellCordell.com. Jim Rome is here weekdays 11 to 2 on Nashville Sports Radio, WNSR. The SEC is for closers, and there's only one way to survive in the SEC, ABC. A always, B, B, C, closing, always be closing. A, B, C, A always, B, B, C, closing, always be closing. Jim Rome, 11 to 2 on Nashville's original sports radio, WNSR. While working, he eats kale and pets a cat. Bill King is a multitasker. him he wasn't. I don't know about that. I I didn't want to say anything there. I think Buck saw that video though and that was I'm guessing now that Sam Bradford video. There's no video of Stetson running or getting tackled. There's video of him coming out of the jail when he got released. That's all that I saw. Georgia Dog said, yeah, I've listened to other podcasts, and every one of them say no word from Georgia on Stetson. I can see that. No, I can see that. Since we're on this topic, well, actually, not that topic, but the the Georgia topic, Justin Scott, and there's an article that On3 just put up, but Justin Scott is a D lineman up in Chicago that you've heard me talk about, class of 24, and everybody wants him. Notre Dame's considered an early leader. Matter of fact, he had a date set for what's today? Tuesday to commit. And about a week prior, he said, I'm not going to do that now. I'm going to take my time. Notre Dame's considered the leader, but. Ohio State's in it. And Georgia is in it. 
And I don't know his whole family situation, but he's got relatives in Atlanta, according to the article. I did not know that. I did not know all about his his family and where his relatives were. I know he's a Chicago-area kid, which Notre Dame should have an advantage there. Keon Keeley's not from up there, and they couldn't hang on to him, as we know. And this interior – now, this is a 6'5", 320-pound junior, rising senior, who, again – is a beast. And these guys are not plentiful. That position, that body type, that ability is not plentiful. We were talking back to the Arkansas show that I do a segment on on Wednesdays. They were asking me because Arkansas took three receivers from very small schools. Some schools you wouldn't even be aware of. And my whole reply was, look, there are receivers everywhere. Now, I'm not saying they're all Marvin Harrison Jr., no. I'm not saying they're all Smitty, no. But there are receivers everywhere. There's six-foot, 180-pound guys all over the place who are good football players who you can go get that didn't play high D1 ball who can come in and help you out. I'm sure Arkansas will get some help from a couple of these guys. 6'5", 310-pound, legit interior defensive linemen who eat glass for breakfast and then uh, brush their teeth with nails. They're tough guys, right? They're, that's a commodity. It's hard to find. Legit, it's hard to find. And so Notre Dame leading early, and now you've got some monsters like Georgia in it. And Buckeyes, whoever. I mean, I'm Alabama, I'm sure, is flirting around. Whoever, everybody's in that. Everybody's at it. I think Notre Dame probably would be your at the moment and signing day, December, is a million miles down the road, obviously. Maybe two million miles down the road. But Georgia fans, if you don't know the name Justin Scott, I would jot that one down. Because Georgia, let, let's admit it, if Georgia wants to be in it, they can be in it. doesn't matter where the kid is and who he plays for and all of that. They can, they can get in it when they want to get in it. Tom in Myrtle Beach. I think he's still in Jamaica. I'd like to thank Tom Brady for letting the Giants win two Super Bowls and giving John Cooper one of his only two wins against TTUN. They asked me yesterday, do you have a Tom Brady who retired again? Do you have a Tom Brady moment? And I really don't because I'm not a big NFL guy. I'm aware of his incredible career and all that and the Super Bowls and all that he's accomplished. But no, I don't because I'm not a big enough NFL fan to have a moment, right? But I do have a Tom Brady moment. And he was at Michigan. It was 1999, yes, 99 season, and we're in Tempe, Scottsdale, Phoenix. The show is there, and we're there for the Fiesta Bowl. It is Tennessee versus Nebraska. Now, this is that 99 Tennessee team, like the 90 Tennessee team, that had tons of talent and just blew it all to hell. That was a majors team. This was a former team, head coach. Former was on that 90 staff. But majors was the coach in 90. 
Fulmer obviously had been the coach for a while by the time 99 hit. They just won the national championship the year before. But they had tons coming back, tons coming back, and lost three games. It was just – it was – just a bunch of guys that already had theirs. It was it was not good. Anyways, Fiesta Bowl, again, Nebraska won that game pretty easily. But a couple of nights before that game, and I don't remember the exact night, we were at a bar having some dinner, and uh, the Orange Bowl's on, and it's Michigan, Alabama. Mike DeBose, 99 team, won the SEC, beat Florida twice, beat Spurrier twice. And I remember sitting there watching that game, and Brady – was marvelous in that game. Now, again, I didn't have a moment like I thought this guy's going to be a superstar pro. I wasn't thinking that. But I remember I was just very impressed with them. And it was a very close game. Alabama fans, did that game go to overtime or or not? Anyways, it was a very good game. And Michigan ended up pulling it out. And to me, that was my Tom Brady moment. I'll repeat, it wasn't a moment where I thought, okay, this guy is going to have a marvelous career. I wouldn't think of that, but that would be my. Uh, if you're looking for it, if if I don't have any, I don't have NFL moments, y'all. So <laughs> that's as close. And that was when he was in college. Yeah, if I'm going to have a moment, let me pick one out in the the sport college football that I love. Yeah, that's that's where my moment is. Jeff, too. Hearing games like the Senior Bowl, East-West Shrine, Hula Bowl makes me think back to growing up in Alabama. We lived in Mobile and Montgomery. We went to the Senior Bowl and also went to the Blue-Gray All-Star Game each Christmas while in Montgomery. Yeah, those are fan. I'm sure those are fantastic memories. Tom says, Bill, still in Jamaica. Going to be there till Sunday. Yeah, Tom and Myrtle Beach had to get away. Perry Mason from the Orange Groves of America. Love hearing my boy Allen in Tampa cutting down blue chip Billy, but he roots for a team that storms the field on a 6-6 six and six team. You could learn something by watching how you act when you beat up the number two team in the country. That was the basketball team last night. They they whooped the Vols. The Vols, regular season, Rick, are, and again, ranked number two before that game, don't really have they're, – they're a really good defensive team, obviously. I don't know that they have that one-two, got to have a basket, go-to guy that just under any circumstance you go to him. I mean, and you can say, well, there are quite a few teams like that. True. Yeah, true. But, yeah, nice – no, nice win for Florida last night. I had uh, – I bet <laughs> – I did. I, I, I was bored and I said, you know, I'm going to bet this game. Put, put a little John Daly's pizza money on it. I remember I, I went one for one over the weekend betting the NFL games. And obviously, I lost a little bit because of the juice. So I said, "I'm going to take. I'm going to. I'm going to give some back to FanDuel here." And I had Tennessee plus one and a half, and of course, Florida won late, going away. 
At one point, Tennessee got the lead. Was it in the late second half or late first half? Late first half. And I thought, okay, they're going to pull this out. They've obviously got better players in Florida. That did not happen. Yeah, that did not. That did not occur. Pat, who'd you say we have here? Armageddon joins these airwaves. Welcome in, sir. Greetings, Bill King from 41 Can Hillsborough Road. You pay. You keep the light bill paid over there, don't you? As many times you go there. Slept in a little bit this morning, Bill, and uh, came to get a little breakfast. <clears throat> so what's up? Happy Happy Groundhog Day, by the way, Bill. You know, somebody posted this about the groundhog and all that and coming out and checking the shadow and all that. I'm not sure I ever cared what happened there. I mean, did you ever pay any attention to that stuff? I didn't. I really didn't. No, I didn't. I mean, who cares? It's. it's <laughs> I mean, it's going to get warm when it gets warm, right? I mean, <laughs> That's right. The sun's going to come out when it comes out too, Bill. That's right. Hadn't been out much lately. <laughs> no. uh, Bill, you mentioned this earlier, and I saw a video. What the heck was going on with Stetson Bennett in Dallas? Well, that video was Sam Bradford. Okay. If you're, you're talking about the video where they tackled him? Yes. Yeah, that's Sam Bradford. There's no video okay. of Stetson. The only video of Stetson Bennett is him coming out of the jail. The next day. Okay. Um, okay. Well, here's what we know. He went out and got into the pappies or got into something. And at 6 a.m., he's knocking on doors somewhere there in Dallas. They called it Old East Dallas. I don't know my geography down there well enough to know where that is, but that's what they called it. And I guess people got scared and called the cops, and he got arrested for public intoxication. Now, what do you, what do you think Bullcut thinks about this? They're not commenting on it. I asked Griff about it earlier. Nobody's talking about it, and I don't blame him. What can they say? And he and here's the other thing: he's no longer at Georgia. He's he's living over in Fort Worth, working out to get ready for the draft. And I, if I'm Georgia, I don't know that I would say anything either. You know, Bill, he uh, is an interesting uh, case as far as a college quarterback and a lot of people have wondered, you know, if he'll play in the NFL, if he'll get drafted, but, you know, over the last couple of years, the more and more he just flat got the job done. I mean, I developed a ton of respect for the guy. I mean, he, you know, he, he doesn't really just blow you away you know, when you watch him play, but he just was very solid quarterback that, you know, had led Georgia to two straight natties. By the way, I said Sam Bradford, Baker Mayfield. I got my Oklahoma quarterbacks mixed up. Yeah, Baker Mayfield. Susan okay. Video. Do you, I mean, do you, th- do you think, uh, A, do you think he gets drafted, and B, do you think he, you know, can play in the NFL and make a roster? I think he could be the number three guy on a roster. Could be. Uh, he he uh, he doesn't have ability wise. He's incredibly limited. 
and he doesn't have any of the measurables. Now, again, sometimes the measurables don't matter as much, but he doesn't fall into the category of those quarterbacks who buck the odds when it comes to the measurables, like a Drew Brees, who's only six foot, or Kyler Murray, or any of these others. He's, and he doesn't have a lot of arm talent, and he's not going to be an athlete on that level. He can run around in the college game. I just don't think he's very attractive. But could he be a number three somewhere? Maybe. By the way, Bill, we got a little airport run this afternoon, and uh, I was out at the airport uh, picking up a customer uh, day before day before yesterday, and the progress they've made on you know having a new, the new terminals and all that because there is two different terminals now. And it had been about a week since I had been out there. They have made unbelievable progress out there. On the That's what I heard. And it I haven't really, seen really it. Nice. I've been out there. But, yeah, I heard that. Have a great day, Bill. All right, man. Yeah, go to Hartsfield. Tell me what you think. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Jeff, too. Reminded me, it's it's Baker Mayfield, not Sam Brown. Sorry, Sam. If you're driving down the road, Sam, sorry. I didn't I didn't mean to put your name in there. I retracted. Omni Nashville Hotel. When you're away from home and you want down-home cooking, Kitchen Notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel is the answer. Excellent, fresh, and local, just like Grandma used to make. Start your day with a Music City omelet and some prime rib hash. Or a cast iron waffle with Nashville hot chicken. For those wanting variety, hit the biggest breakfast buffet in Music City. And, of course, the world-famous Biscuit Bar. Start your day with the fresh, local, and down-home cooking of Kitchen Notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown. Located at 5410 Murfreesboro Road in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers is one-stop shopping for all your liquor, beer, and wine needs and has been a multiple winner annually in the best of Rutherford County voting for best liquor store and top wine shop. Featuring the lowest prices, the best customer service with unsurpassed knowledge, City Slickers offers the largest craft beer selection in Rutherford and southeastern Davidson counties and has beer on tap at its Growler Filling Station. City Slickers also sells mixers, sodas, snacks, tobacco products, and the Tennessee Lottery. And can place special orders and assist with all your events and even wedding planning. Make sure you follow City Slickers on all their social media or just give them a call at 615-280-7469. That's 615-280-7469. Located in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers. 
What's your next dream? Paying off your credit card? Remodeling your kitchen? Exploring the rainforest of Costa Rica? Whatever your dreams, they take some planning. And State Farm agent Austin Hardy is right here in the Middle Tennessee community to lend a hand. As your local good neighbor, he can help you look at the things you want to save for and come up with a plan to make those saving goals happen. Because your money should work just as hard as you to achieve your dreams. So whether it's being free of debt or free to roam the world, call State Farm agent Austin Hardy here in the Middle Tennessee community. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. As a professional realtor in Nashville for more than 40 years, Richard Courtney is one of the city's top-ranked real estate brokers. He's also the author of two books and the real estate columnist for the Nashville Ledger. What does all of this mean to you as a home buyer or seller? Expert knowledge, guidance, and trust. Give Richard Courtney a call today at 615-300-8189. That's 615-300-8189. Or online at richardcourtney.com. It's the Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. Coming off his second straight SEC win, this one at the bank. Clark Lee, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, this is my favorite time of the week to be with you guys, so I'm happy to be here. If you think that's not going to be on a promo, Clark, you are sadly mistaken, <laughs> Clark, sir. you just made the haters so furious, so thank you very much. <laughs> the Afternoon Stretch. Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. Nobody knows more about college football history than Bill King. This is interesting here. Georgia Dole tweets out a Saturday Down South tweet that lists the leagues according to five-star recruits in the class of 23. And as you would think, SEC is number one with 21. Now, after that, you might think the Big Ten would be next. No. Matter of fact, the Big Ten is fifth in five-stars signed in the class of 23. Now, this year's class is bigger with five stars. It's 39. That's that's maybe a record. In my memory, that could be a record. It very rarely gets to 35 or more, let's say, or more. That might be a record. Anyways, SEC has 21. Big 12 is next with seven. A lot of Oklahoma and Texas there of them. Pac-12 has five. They're third. ACC four. You realize the Big Ten had one five-star. Now, again, they're only 39. It's not like everybody can have a bunch. And that would be Brandon Ennis, the wide receiver they got. They got several wide receivers, but one of them. And he'd be the one. Nobody else in the Big Ten that signed falls into the five-star category in recruiting rankings. Now, look, once you get to your school and you start playing, these rankings don't do anything for you. If you're good enough, you're good enough. If you're overrated, that's going to be found out. If you're underrated, 
that's going to be noticed too. But based on these recruiting rankings, and I do think that recruiting rankings are really good. I do. I do. I'm a, I'm a big proponent of the stars. But they're not the end all. Nothing is 100%. Nothing at all. 21 in the SEC, 7 in the Big 12. All the way down to 1 in the Big 10. Now, what does that mean? I, I, I'm not going to make too much of a big deal. I mean, whose roster – is dominated by five-star players up and down, meaning just littered. It can't be. Georgia, Alabama is going to have the most probably from time to time. But so the bulk of your roster is going to have to be the three stars, some four stars, some two stars that are just ball players, man. Doesn't matter what they were ranked, right? That's going to be the bulk of your roster. I don't care who you are. All right, we'll Kate, get a call here and uh, head down to the Sunshine State. Mr. Perry Mason, welcome in, sir. What's happening, my man? How are you? How you doing down there? Oh, balmy 88. It's 88 degrees. Are you kidding? <laughs> it will be. It's 70 right now. It got oh. up 88 yesterday. Wow. I think we're getting around 32 up here where you are. I heard it's spent- a little rough up there. Well, you spent about five years of your life up here in this. <laughs> five years of heavenly fun, my brother. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm in the real world. Hey, I just, uh, you get on to us Florida fans for not calling in on our basketball team. So I said, you know, I'm not going to let this opportunity slip away. I couldn't th- help but think about the mountain boy and his Tony, t- Tony Llamas and his resist all. Guess he hadn't called in yet. I figured he's singing a tear in my beer by now, but that was a big win. You know, Todd Golden's won a bigger game than runner-up runner Mike won in seven years. Look, they they got after it, man. They they out they out hustled Tennessee. They outplayed them offensively. I think they exposed Tennessee offensively some, and uh, I was impressed. I didn't I didn't even it. The game's down there, obviously, but I didn't think Tennessee right. would have much trouble there, and that was not well, the case. Yeah, he's had five games that were like two points or less. You know, he lost A&M twice. That was pretty close. So, he right. might be the real deal because they play some serious defense. But they have absolutely no outside shooting. So, we'll see. You know how my love is for basketball, so I watch it very closely. And, you know, I, I love how my boy Blake Rafino loves to throw up uh, Tennessee and, and LSU in baseball. But I got news for him. The Gators ain't going to lay down this year. I think they got a serious team. I saw one ranking that had their number two. Yeah, two and four is basically where they've been. But, you know, there's like five, there's like five teams in the top ten. They're all SEC teams. Correct. It's crazy. Yes. I mean, you know, I, love my boy, I love my boy Allen, but I think he must have fell out of that loader on top of his head because anybody to call uh, Blue Chip Billy, who's out recruited American Co- Conference Mike twice already, and to rush a team that's six and six, rush the field, do I need to say anything more about how far a team has fallen. But just that's just beyond me to see Florida State rushing the field against a six and six Florida team. Well, we're gonna keep playing some ball games and figure this out. That's all I know. Yeah, but you know where I'm coming from the nineties. And we have to. We have fallen greatly. And you know, I know that, but that was just a shocker beyond shocker to me. 
Yeah, I hear you, man. How's that, how's everything going with the Grove down there? Uh, we're doing well. Uh, we're we're plugging along, and uh, you know, we looks like that uh, we're gonna have a pretty good crop of late fruit, and uh, we'll just keep moseying on through it. You know, it's all you can do. Now, what was was it, Doug Tobias? The other day, talking about some orange juice he was drinking, they bought because of you. Yeah, our, our company it's uh, sold at um, at uh, Walmart and at uh, uh, Sam's. It's called a uh, Homemaker. Really good stuff. So I would encourage anybody to try it. Uh, so the that, company that, that, that I work for—that's coming off the Perry Mason crop, right? <laughs> no, not this year. Nothing's coming off the Perry Mason's crop this year. <laughs> it did in the past. I hear you. All hey, right, he's doing good, man. Um, everything's good, and the pathology all came back clean, so he's good. Awesome. Congrats. Talk to you later. Yeah, man. Appreciate it. Get the break. Taping Kevin Hagen this morning around 11.15. Don't be asking me what he said. It's top secret. Just don't. Hopney Nashville Hotel. Golfers, tee it up this Thursday through Sunday at Edwin Watts Golf Shops for the Callaway Fitting Event and be the first to score the new Paradigm Woods and Irons. The woods are engineered with forged carbon to maximize distance and forgiveness. The irons feature a forged face for increased launch speed and spin. A new paradigm in performance. Go to WorldwideGolfShops.com and reserve your free custom fitting experience happening this Thursday through Sunday. Edwin Watts Golf Shops, home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-529-2856. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes or overweight or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-529-2856. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-529-2856. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds too. For affordable term life, call 800-529-2856. Catch your Grizzlies Sunday at 5 when they take on the Toronto Raptors for their annual Faith and Family Night. Faith and Family Night features a post-game worship service with Bluff City praise led by Effie Johnson, as well as a faith-based Q&A conversation with Grizzlies forward Jake Laravia. Grab your tickets by visiting grizzlies.com or calling 901-888-HOOP today. From Nashville's home for the Memphis Grizzlies, WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. 
Howdy, folks. I'm back to remind you about the best steakhouse in Music City, Bob's Steak and Chop House. The only place in Middle Tennessee to get A5 Wagyu steaks cooked to perfection. And when that special day rolls around to treat that special someone, make your reservation now at Bob's Steak and Chop House. From petite fillets to massive tomahawk ribeyes. When somebody asks, where's the beef? You tell them, Bob's Steak and Chop House. Make your Valentine's Day reservations now. And treat the best in your life with the best in Nashville. Bob's Steak and Chop House. At the Omni Nashville Hotel. It's a Bill King show. Pac-12 football is a joke. It's a laughing stock. It has been left behind by Father Time a long time ago. It has not been prominent in a decade at least. And do you want to know why? God-forsaken leadership. That's why. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. While working, he eats kale and pets a cat. Bill King is a multitasker. I'll get the call just just in seconds. Georgia Dog says, if you know when you're going to be talking to Kevin, can we text or tweet? Sure. 11.15 Central. If you're on Eastern, obviously that's 12.15. 11.15. So if you want to, somewhere around 11. You know what? You can front load a little bit because my timeline obviously won't be as busy once we're off the air. You want to front load. Do you have any Alabama items for Kevin? I'm taping him today at about 11.15. And that will be aired tomorrow morning at 7.20. Let me get a call here. Spence, what's up, sir? Appreciate you waiting. Good morning, Billy. You know, let's talk a little Tennessee quarterback, if you will. Yes. Let's hope that uh, this young man that Coach Hyper's got coming in is everything we want him to be. And, and if he is, you still have to keep recruiting quarterbacks. And you want this room where you can say every other year, I'm going to get me a four- or five-star quarterback. He's going to be a young man that's going to be patient. He's going to wait his turn. We've got this, we got this shift going in the right direction now. He knows he's going to get to at least contend for SEC East, maybe championships. But somewhere in there, you need an insurance policy. So let's just say that I'm the number five quarterback in the state of Tennessee, just throwing a number out there. Eiffel comes to my home, talks to my dad, and says, we're recruiting your son to come to UT. We know he wants to play at UT, but we're not recruiting him to start. We're recruiting him to learn our system, be our insurance policy for his entire career. Now, if he can be the second coming to Stetson Bennett, he'll get on the field. We hope he's that, but I want you to know right up front, I'm not recruiting you to start. You think that'll work? Yeah, if it's a young man who understands his limitations. By the way, um, now, I don't know if this is the category, but the Henry County quarterback – is going up there as a preferred walk-on. Now, I've seen him. He he's doesn't have much talent. But yeah. but that's the kind of guy that, look, it's got to be probably an in-state guy. I guess it right. could be somebody who just admires you from out of state. But, you know, a guy that just loves the school no matter what and uh, knows that the likelihood that it'll ever get to him is is minuscule, but is there for the cause. Yeah. Well, you know, that makes me think of one way, way back in the day Back in the 70s, Gary Rankin was that kid out of Smith County High School. 
he went to UT because he wanted to go to UT, but he never he, – he played a little, very little. But that's the kind of kid you got to recruit. One is shot yeah. potential that will stick with you. Now, you know who they want? It's class of 25 is George McIntyre. Yeah. A lot of people want him. Correct. Everybody in America is going to offer him. But right. his mom went to Tennessee. And even though granddad was the coach at Vanderbilt, his dad played at Western Kentucky. Well, you know, this kind of goes back to these uh, – oh, uh, <laughs> golly, slips my 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 mind. Now, all these kids out here in Old Hickory that played at DuPont, most of them played at uh, Vanderbilt, the games boys. Yep. They were Tennessee people until one of them got into it with majors. And then That's the rest Greg of Gaines. Turned to Vandy. Yeah, yeah, Greg Gaines, yeah, Greg. the oldest one. So I would say that uh, – just because granddaddy was the coach over at Vandyland don't mean that he wouldn't go up to the hill. we got a yeah, class of 25, but, man, he is 6'5", and, boy, and he's also apparently pretty – I don't think he's a college player, but he's a pretty good basketball kid, so he's a good athlete to the point. Yeah. But, all right, man. Hey, have a good one, Benny. Thank you, Spence. Yeah, and Clay reminds me, don't don't leave out Vandy. No, 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 Vandy's in that. I don't, I don't really know what's going to happen with that one because he's just, what, a sophomore, but. Yeah, Kevin Hagan will tape. Now, here's one thing. I don't know if you folks have ever noticed this. I don't think I've ever talked to you about this. You ever noticed that radio shows, national shows, or, or local shows, doesn't matter, when they have somebody they've taped, they try and trick you like it's live. I don't know if you've noticed this. They make it sound like when they intro it, they make it sound like it just happened and it's live. We're doing it in the moment. I don't know if you've ever caught people doing this. See, I'm not doing that. Kevin Hagan is going to be taped every week. We don't have another choice. But I'm going to I'm going to try and do it tomorrow just to see if you think I could pull it off to make it sound like it's in real time. I know I'm going to tell you about it in advance tomorrow before we do the interview cuz he's going to be in the uh, 720 slot, which is about an 18-minute slot. And the interview won't be that long. It'll be 10, 12 minutes tops. But I don't know if you've ever noticed that. That's a ploy that has gone on forever. Matter of fact, program directors like it when you do that. They don't want you to know it's been taped. Now, we don't have anything. I mean, we obviously, that's one of the many things I love being associated with WNSR. I don't have to worry about any of that stuff. So I'm going to see – we'll see if I can pull it off tomorrow. I'll warn you up front, too, about it. I, just see if you catch it and then see if you can say, okay, I knew you were going to do that, Bill, but I think I think I would have thought it was live. If you hadn't have told me, hadn't have warned me, I think I would have thought that was live. I don't know, Pat, I don't know, Patton, you don't have much experience in this world in the radio world. Have you ever noticed that, though, on shows that you've listened to? I have. I, I've, I've noticed it from years back. It's a very common ploy that they feel like that they have to trick you there. They feel like they – the market, because the Fed came out and said just 25 basis points – and at first, it's a, it's a whipsaw is just roaring right now. Tesla, coin, spy, SPX, NVIDIA, 
AMD, all of them going nuclear right now. If you're long right now, you're happy. I mean, ripping and roaring as we're setting here this morning. Tomorrow, Ole Miss Evie, Kevin Hagan, and Brad. Looking forward to it. It's already Friday edition tomorrow. Lodgepot.